You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the common man's podcast. But I came here for just one drink. It's Cross the Line 1524. Join us at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with a glass of bourbon, table 12, as the guys sit around and discuss distilleries, common day events, or whatever comes to the bar top. That's right. Cross the line, 1524. All right, welcome to Cross the Line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. And what are we? We are the absolute best side, 15. <laughs> Which stands for Dearborn <laughs> County, by the way. It's where we grew up. Jeff Montag. My gardener. Scotty Bourbon. And there's not much more you can say about where yeah, you're from. Or the, or, the, or the 24 side. Oh, the Franklin County side. side. That's where, except Scotty didn't grow up in Franklin County. Nope, I didn't. He was so, a so you've been saying this wrong. Let's do this well, again. Uh, nobody explained the rules. Okay, so. <laughs> 70. So, but 70. 70. 70. 70. 70B, Rush County. Rush. Rush County. Well, who's 70A? Uh, I think it's. So you're a second-rate seven Carthage area. <laughs> yeah, so it's same county. So yeah, same even county. like Dearborn County, so most of the license plates growing up was 15A. Yeah. When I got my car, I can remember my You'd first license B. plate. No, it was G. Oh, really? 15G915. I can remember yeah. that plate. I was like, who else has got a G? Yeah, it was 15A. Yeah, everybody was yeah, 15A. Never, so. so you know how many counties are in Indiana? I used to know it's eighty some ninety two ninety two. My my wife knows to yeah. Yeah, the state yeah the state lady. Lady yeah, works for a state job. yeah. So guys, uh, no they're not here at Speakeasy. What are you drinking, Dwayne? I got a little minor case going. I'm not minor case yet. Good. I'm still on water. Same thing, Evan Williams. Except your glass is yeah, empty. Yeah, yeah. Scotty, what's going on? <laughs> what the hell? Well, no, there's, there's we should day. say it's a work night. So I it's got, night. I got I gin. Got I'm drinking gin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Are, huh? It is a work night. It's Tuesday night, so I've got water, believe it or not. So it's our second podcast tonight. So I'm hydrating. That's you got to hydrate. We learned that. Well, Mr. Montag and Mr. Bischoff learned that learned the hard that way. Hard yeah. Way. <laughs> Mr. Fonte forgot to tell us that early in. I haven't learned that yet, but I'm I working do. on it. You should be you should be in a car driving with Wayne and Jeff and Stephen Fonte. Mike Mike was in there too. Mike, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Driving. In downtown in Louisville, Kentucky. Alan was driving. I was driving. Fonte was the co pilot and the rest of us were piled in the back. So you know how, so you know how Fonte loves to talk. So, I mean, every block, yeah, this is where such and such left. By golly, he had a still in the back garden, and, it, and then he made good coffee over there. And, well, well, over here, this used to be this and that. We yeah. needed a recording, and we could have had an historical tour of Louisville. Um, I, uh, I, I took a little video. I do have a yeah. little video. Do you still have, still have that somewhere? Yeah. Oh, that was a treat. It was a great time, I will say that. That was so, Oh, so I got a topic for you here. Just Uh-oh. got this is hot off the presses. Oh, Happened out in Wyoming at a ranch. Anybody hear about this? Nope. I don't think so. Wyoming ranchers accused of bleaching. <laughs> I can't even say it. Wyoming ranchers. Uh, first of all, uh, some people. If you're if you're a Karen, you're not going to hear the next words I say. <laughs> Wyoming ranchers accused of bleaching penis shapes on the neighbors' cows. 
That's hilarious. So now the cows, the cows are all now named Dick. I guess they've taken cow tipping. A feud between Wyoming ranchers boiled over when a father and son allegedly marked a neighbor's errant cows with bleach, including drawing penis shapes on some of them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That's hilarious. Uh, Accused of bleaching images of male genitalia and other markings onto their neighbor's cows, a Crook County, well, you should know that it's Crook County, Wyoming. Crook County father and son are now facing felony-level property destruction charges. Two criminal complaints filed last month alleged that Patrick Sean Carroll, who is 66, and his son Tucker Cry Carroll, who is 34, funneled funneled 189 heifers and six bulls into a chute and bleached them to get a neighbor's attention after three years having the cattle cross into their land. Some of the heifers had penis shapes bleached under the bodies, according to evidentiary affidavit written by Crook County Sheriff's Deputy Alex Jensen. That's a felony? Well, the property damage must be because of the... Uh, I'm guessing we'll read down in here. Show cows? No, so. the, the uh, total amount of damage are claiming. Uh, they received a complaint from the cattle owners, Philip Habeck, saying that his neighbor had bleached some of his yearling heifers. The day before, Habeck's ranch hand had noticed some cattle got out of their pasture, went over to Sean Carroll's land. Another hand came to help her get them back in, but they couldn't find them. Later that evening, the ranch hand and her dad went to Carroll's corrals, and they were found Habeck's cattle in the corral. Sean Carroll was marking the cows with bleach while two other men <laughs> helped push the cattle through the alley into the chute. Adding they got the, busted in the eye. Adding that the bleach is a common peroxide mixture used to mark cattle for various reasons. Uh, the ranch hand's father witnessed the bleaching. This has been coming for three years, Sean Carroll reportedly told the man. Carroll then told the man to leave so he wasn't part of the feud. Uh, so the man told his daughter to get in the pickup. They soon left. But first, she snapped some photographs to the bleached cows, which I had and didn't print. Uh, the <laughs> photographs showed heifers and bleached along the back. Some had bleach marks around the faces. And one of the photo displayed an attempt to draw a penis on the cow's ribs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what the damages are. So uh, am I. Yeah, I don't either. So Habex said sheriff's personnel if there could be criminal charges to make up for his financial losses. He said he needed to look into it. Did he not get his cows back? Um, hold on. Uh, so the inspected the heifers for injuries uh, showed a pasty concoction that had been thicker than a rancher's typically use. Noted few. <laughs> few <laughs> there you go. That's why. I don't know if I want to know what that was. <laughs> you know, when there's penises, it's pasty. <laughs> uh, no. Crawford noted a few instances of skin irritation or damage, but no damage to any of the animal's we're getting, eyes. We're getting sound effects from table 12. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem was they, they couldn't keep them from licking each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what they're saying. They estimate... Estimate that each bleached animal now is worth between $500 and $700 less per head. I'll buy them all. But he said he'd have to consult with buyers. 
When he did, the buyers reportedly told Williamson that the heifers unmarked would have been worth $2,600 per head, but now they're worth about $1,850 per head, which is almost $1,000. Uh, uh, I call BS. Th- this is from a cattle buyer. Oh, I know, but uh, I, what's- he's a breeder, so this is his breeding stock. That's where it's coming from. Buyers may think the cows okay. are marked to signal something wrong with them, says the affidavit. The loss among... They did it to 189 heifers. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a, 189 that's a lot heifers would be $141,750 per the affidavit. Um, this figure doesn't account for any losses among the marked bulls. Well, I wonder if they put penises on the heifers, what they put on the bulls. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. In Wyoming, here's your answer. When Wyoming property destruction rises to the felony level, if it's more than $1,000 worth of goods and services. I just destroyed. I could see if it was show cattle. I mean, I guess it's each, breeding. Each count is punishable by 10 years in prison and 10,000 in fines. Each count. But what's each the fine? Count. I wonder so, what the fine or the problem is that guys could have should have been prosecuted for damaging that gentleman's property if his cows were getting across it for the last 3 years. Just hold on. We're there now. All right. Uh, after over the last 3 years, the number of cows that get through the fence has increased to the point that hundreds cross over at any time, the defendant said. Uh, he grew frustrated. He would call Haybeck and let him know. Haybeck would be laid back. It's not a big deal. Sometimes it would take him a few days to get his cows back. Uh, Carol reportedly admitted that the fence is old and in poor condition, but said when they see a problem, they try to fix it. Uh, cattle crossed on June 20th. Carols were branding that day and decided it was time to get Phillips' attention. Uh, the document claims that three men pushed the cattle in the alley into the chute and marked them up pretty good. How much you want to bet this gets settled before anything ends? Jen- Johnson Jensen asked about the penises. That maneuver was to mock Quebec for thinking the fence issue was a game and never doing anything to fix the problem. Uh, Jensen spoke to Tara Tucker by phone, talking him the same story, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the fence, uh, problems with the fence, uh, saying that the fence crosses a creek several times. And I know this from experience. And during the recent rains, the rains would create gaps in the fence. And it would get washed out, and the cattle would go down through the fence. So they're you're squabbling about why the fence is down. You think a couple hundred cows can do more than $1,000 worth of damage to your property? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, then the felony can go the other way then, right? That's what I said. I bet before this well, one gets settled. It's if it's a ranch. So they're, they're both cattle ranchers. So I'm not sure. thousand. If you have 150 cows, whether you, they're yours or somebody else's. But and you got breeding involved. And yeah, that's where the not, issue is. You got breeding involved. Yeah, you may not want... His, his cattle breeding your cattle and vice versa. Yeah, I bet before that ends up anybody going to jail, that ends up getting dropped or yeah. This is, this was new news, so an, an amicable settlement. But I I can't believe in Wyoming that there isn't with all the ranching that there isn't strict laws on the books about maintaining your fence. Because I mean that's when you're well, you know, like in Indiana. So the deal in Indiana is so my neighbor had milk cows. Who do you think is in charge of the fence between me and my neighbor? Both of you. Yeah, I'm responsible for right. 50% yeah, of it, even though I don't have any cows. Right. Yep. That's right. So, so you'd be a good neighbor like me. I'm building my own fence and not making my neighbors pay for it. But, yeah, if you when you look at your property, what's on your right is yours. What's on your left is theirs right. is what I so would So really that's do. why all the new fencing from 
there to there was I did a half mile of fencing. Yeah. How's that? How's that fence going? By the way, it's one just more, more week. I never. I've never just said just one more month. I have never said a completion date. Bite me, Mike. I have never. <laughs> these, these two. I saw him over there saying something. These I two need to get along. <laughs> Out there in Wyoming, or it's just going to escalate. They're going to play tit for tat and something. Right. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So but this need to be good neighbors and say, hey, you want to help me? fix the fence so know. this came out the 28th which was just oh there was aliens there because look where it's by my devil's tower so there's probably aliens tearing down the damn fence that could be that could be mutilating could the cows be. and tearing down the fence well i don't see any mutilated cows yet let's see if there's pictures of the penises <laughs> 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 but i i mean if, if i well, was those ones you just had up there had some really big horns yeah horns. yeah if I was the guy next to him and, and I had a neighbor whose cows were constantly getting out, I'd be pissed. I would too. be pissed, especially after three years, and yeah. especially yeah. if the guy's just nonchalant about coming and getting them. I mean, if my cows get out, I am, I'm furious at myself that something happened, and I'm like, why, where, and what happened, and I take care of it because I don't want, I don't want any problems with my neighbors. But you know, you, you know what I'd call them after a few years. Steak. Supper. <laughs> one at a steak, hamburger. They would disappear one at a time. <laughs> well, in Dwayne's case, it'd be like shoe leather because he does everything. Well I've, I've moved to medium well. You oh, we're getting yeah. him. Yeah, we're getting him. I've moved to medium him. well when I go to out to order. At home, I still pretty much well, but because oh. I can because I can cook it right. But uh, yeah, that's burnt. That, no, that's it's not. It's ruined. There's laws against that kind of stuff. No, it's not. All right, we'll take a short break. Commercial sponsor, and uh, we'll come up with something figuratively. So in maybe a, a beef jerky company that you know yeah. could sponsor. That's We're not putting segment. penises on the beef jerky. <laughs> How about beef jerky in the shape of penis? No, no, no. Not going to happen. Not happening. How did beef jerky get its name? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Careful here. <laughs> I need, another, I need another drink first. We'll be right back. Across the line, 1524. Oh, Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in downtown Batesville, Indiana. Your place for all your cocktail needs. Whether it's beer, wine, spirits, they've got it. They've got your tequilas. They've got your vodkas. They've got your gins. And, of course, your bourbons. In fact, they do barrel picks. These are single barrels that have been hand-selected by folks at Batesville Liquor Code just for you. Not sure which spirit you want to try? Maybe you want to go to one of their tastings. That's right. They have a tasting area right there in Batesville Liquor Code where you can try some of the new and upcoming uh, spirits, uh, new and upcoming bourbons, tequilas. They do it right there in the store. You want to find out when those are? Very simple. Go to their Facebook page, Batesville Liquor Co. They list any tastings they're doing uh, normally, there's a couple a week. Stop in, say hi, do a tasting. Maybe you'll find a new cocktail that you're interested in. You know, they've got it all there. You've got RTDs. Do you know what RTDs are? That's the newest fad in cocktails. It's ready-to-drink cocktails already pre-mixed in a can. Pretty simple. It's getting ready to be boat season. You buy an RTD, you put it in a cooler on ice, and you've got it right there on the water with you. That's right. Go check them out. Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. Or Tebby Liquors located on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. 
As always, tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Well, if you're looking to learn more about the bourbon country in probably the most unorthodox way you've ever heard it, you need to listen to Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. You can join the Bow Brothers, a couple of longtime goofy radio DJs from Kentucky, and learn more about what makes the heart of bourbon country so famous. You can listen to the Bow Brothers as they look to interview experts in the bourbon industry and other things that are truly unique to Central Kentucky, like wineries, craft breweries, caves, kayaking, you name it. It's Two Shots on a Barrel podcast with the Bow Brothers. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. Two Shots on a Barrel. You can learn more about Kentucky only the way the Bow Brothers can bring it on Two Shots on a Barrel podcast. Gilman Home Centers with 15 locations and growing, and it's the fall of the year. That's right. You may need some leaf rakes or maybe leaf bags. Or maybe it's time to split that pile of wood and you need to rent a log splitter because you know what? The winters are coming. Are you a hunter? Gilman Home Centers also offers hunting licenses along with fishing licenses. That's right. Gilman's Home Centers, your one-stop shop for all your home improvement needs. You know what? It's time for a day trip. That's right. A day trip to historic Metamora, Indiana, where you can visit... The Sap Bucket, a general store, gift shop, and snack bar located on Main Street in beautiful, historic Metamora, Indiana. Check out the only operational wooden aqueduct in the United States, a water-powered grist mill, and many antique shops, craft vendors, food shops. It's a great place to visit. Hop in your car, take a day trip. That's right. You can check out more information about The Sap Bucket at thesapbucket.com or Metamore Indiana at metamoreindiana.com. Hope to see you soon. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. <laughs> you got to adjust there. You in Ruben's chair? Yeah, easy, easy. I thought you were going to fall down behind the bar there. Yeah. I'm a, I'm, I got my... I went to the stretch lab today, so I do stretch lab once a week. So I got my stretch. Oh, you should be a little taller on. today, then. Hey, I tell you what, seriously, <laughs> when I walk out of there, I feel like I'm an inch taller. It's sort of like when I hang upside down, I have that inverse attraction. When I get off of that and start walking, I feel an inch. I know I'm not, but you feel taller for some reason. Well, you probably are a little bit. You should check. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's stretch lab. Uh, anybody that, uh, especially people our age, you, it's amazing what muscles. You find out aren't as mobile as you thought they were. Yeah, I, know. I really. It, it really is. Um, it's made a difference. I mean, when I get up in the mornings, I, I used to be all like I'd ache, and now I pop out of bed, good to go. So. Well, I'm going to, th- you know, Dwayne mentioned uh, this, you know, alternate way of eating, and man, I just don't have the aches and pains I used to have. My knees used to hurt me all the time. Yeah. They don't. Yep. They don't. They don't hurt. I mean, I'm still old and fat and. And, well, I think it has to do with that, that diet. You get away from inflammation. It's all the I inflammatory, think, and that's is. the inflammation yeah. is what cause. Period. Look it up. What causes pain? Inflammation. Oh yeah, and and, I, and the story. And so I think, get rid of the inflammation. Again, I think it's the sugars, the carbs, the high, the the 
the crap. blood sugar, the high blood sugar yeah. hits right. and stuff like that, that that causes it. Because I mean, I you know how much you say you lost forty forty pounds. 40, so I'm about twenty eight pounds down. Cool. And and I wow. I'm, I'm yeah. sure I'm sure part of my knees feeling better is the weight loss, but it isn't it isn't just that. Right. It's beyond that because this weekend was the tractor show. And there was a lot of food there that was not on my way of eating anymore, and I partook in some of it. He fell off the wagon at the tractor show. <laughs> so I, I, I gotta, I gotta say the for breakfast I did the Saturday breakfast. Uh, breakfast I, I did. You I had some biscuits and gravy, did you? Yeah, breakfast I did. I did. Dinner I did. But um, Saturday morning I got up, or before I got up, I felt like I'd been run over by a truck. My knees hurt, yeah. my arms hurt, my hands were swollen. I mean, I hadn't hurt this like this, and I'm thinking, God, why did you eat that crap? You knew what it was going to do, and, and I do. I know, because if two days later, I'm fine. It's, everything's back. The aches are gone. The swelling's gone. I'm back to feeling good again. Yeah. But Couldn't he, have been that alcohol you had, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't really drink that much, so I was good. But So, speaking of the tractor show, so... A Sunday afternoon, I went to pick up my dad's tractor, and Levi went with me. He goes, hey, we got to go get the fire pit. <laughs> Go back there. Those locust logs that were on there, still burning away. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we didn't want to dump it because it had glass. Right. He goes, you can't dump it. There's cigar tubes in there. <laughs> we were doing some... Uh, testing is what I heard. Some scientific testing. Yeah. So, uh, my mom and dad went back Monday and got, the, got it. It was still there, so... Yeah, it was uh, too hot. It was man, it was hot still. Aluminum cans will burn. Yep. And we're trying to. They were Levi and Josh were trying to patch the bottom of the fire pit. They were melting cans. <laughs> that was their theory anyway. Burn it or uh, melt it. Eight hundred. The black locust. I used to locus. I used to melt beer bottles all the time back here. This with yeah. if I with when I'd had locusts TP'd up, you could set a beer bottle in the center yeah. of that. Josh melt. remembers the TP because he said yeah. we or Levi we got this we got this fire wrong and I'm like what's wrong with it Levi it's it's glowing red he goes. We need the teepee. When you get the teepee effect and you put the glass in there, they melt and they just roll over. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the little tubes, the next morning, they were flat. So they had finally melted. Yeah. But it Well, you get that chimney effect with the oxygen yeah, flowing through there and it gets up. hotter. It's yeah. like a bellow. Yeah, it was. but we had a good time. So, Dwayne, you got some bad news. First of all, we have. I want to give a shout-out to all our listeners. Uh, we have a pretty large contingent of Canadian listeners from all different provinces. It's just not – I thought it would just be Nova Scotia. It's not. It's Quebec. It's a bunch of different provinces in Canada we have listeners from. So, Dwayne is going to talk about something that uh, I, I vaguely heard on the news and didn't have time to jump into about some new laws with podcasting when it comes to Canada. Yeah, and I haven't seen all of it and really if you read the information that's available it's very vague in itself, but the CRTC which is the Canada's broadcasting regulatory body, the Canadian Radio Telev- Television Communications Commission, they're going to force online streaming to register with the government. Um, right now it's we are developing a modern broadcasting fa- framework that can adapt to changing circumstances. To do that, we need broad engagement and robust public records. So I'm going to go back. So streaming and podcasting are two different things, actually. But they're talking about anybody that later on in this, it talks about my radio station. So my radio station is a streaming service. Podcast is not. But they're talking about like we are on Podbeam. Podbeam generates 
X amount of dollars per year because it's going to be on there. It's going to be regulated because we're not independent. If you, if you, if we were sending this signal out from your basement, from the speakeasy here, it's not regulated because we're not making enough money yet. But if since we're going through a regular or through a streaming service. I think it's going to be in here. And that's the part, the vagueness of the rules. Yeah, that, streaming and podcast downloads to me are two different things. But keep, keep going. It says, we are developing a modern framework to get up to change through. We appreciate the significant participation during the first phase and look forward to hearing a diversity of perspectives at our contributions proceeding in November, said CRT Chairperson Chief Executive Officer Vicki Etrides. Uh, the first thing they plan to do is for all podcast providers that operate in Canada and earn over $10 million annually to form, register with, formally register with the CRTC. So that's where it is. So podcast providers. So Podbeam. I mean Podbeam. All yeah. the big names. So therefore, we would be under that regulatory because we're under their services. Uh, the CRTC is setting out setting out which online streaming services need to provide information about their activities in Canada. Online streaming services that operate in Canada offer broadcasting content and earn 10 million or more in annual revenues will need to complete a registration form by November 28, 2023. Registration collects basic information is only required once and can be completed in just a few steps read the release. So, Secondly, the CRTC is setting conditions for online streaming services to operate in Canada. These conditions take effect today and require certain online streaming services to provide the CRTC with information related to their content and subscribership. So that's where I start to think this is where you start getting into censorship part. If, if they're wanting to know content and subscribership, what does that have to do with just monitoring i mean why what has it what does it have to do why does the government need to monitor it all unless they're putting uh, i guess uh, harmful content to kids you know you're pushing pornography or so I, violence but yeah but i don't i don't disagree part of it so when we talk about streaming and podcasts so if there are live podcasts joe rogan for example right that's a live stream and then it's recorded at the same time Part of the deal with like my internet radio station is there is the national broadcasting system has no guidelines to control internet radio. Right. Right now. Well, that's um, why a lot of um, what's the, what's the dude from New York Shock Jock um, Howard Stern. Howard Stern. That's why yeah. he went streaming, wasn't it? Because yeah, then well, he could do what he wanted. He's satellite. So, but yeah, I mean there there are hundreds, and quite honestly, there are hundreds. Of real bad internet stations out there people that don't uh, well they wanted to own one yeah, and they can yeah. do it so. um, our station we run like a major market station we have the, the, the same format as a major market a lot of them don't a lot of them only come on every now and then and play music and then that's it and aren't pay, paying royalties on music that that's a whole other yeah that's, section a, that's to talk a whole about. that's a whole yeah. other thing right I mean yeah but if I mean, part of being able to, yeah, it's... Well, it says here, I mean, going on, it says, there's no shortage of confusion surrounding who and what will be affected in online entertainment regarding the CRTC's new powers since the passing of Bill C-11. Currently, 
content creators earning under $10 million a year and post content onto their own website will be remain unaffected. That's so, where it goes to us. If we were broadcasting this ourselves, we were we would be but unaffected. But we're, we're creating the content ourselves. Nobody else is creating our content. But Podbean is monetizing us. They're making money they off are? of using us. <laughs> yeah, they are, believe it or not. They are they are making they are making a profit by streaming or they make their pro- uh, they we pay Podbean to, to host our site. I was gonna say. I mean, but they're still making money How? off us being there. How? Selling the advertisement. They don't sell any advertisement for us. For not for us, but for them. Where? How? You'll never hear a Podbean ad on our podcast ever. Well, they've got to be making their money there. They make their money. I thought they do it. I thought they, they have. You can, you can pull it up on their phone. They have advertisements, uh, right? But anyway, well, that, I mean, that's but where not audio. It's just a yeah. picture of. Well, so, so, so you, you can pay. Alan, you can so pay to advertise on Podbean, right? So to, yeah. So to Dwayne's point, so Podbean. That's a host. How do they make their money? We pay them to host. So every podcaster is paying them. Correct. To host. To host. Okay, well here, according to University of Ottawa Canada Canada Research Chair in Internet and E-Commerce Law, Michael Geist, due to the way Bill C-11 is written, this would encompass individual podcast creators who meet the benchmark. Given the government's regular insistence that platforms are in and users are out, it begs the question why some users are, by the commission's own admission, now in, wrote Geist in response to the announcement on Monday. So if, if online services are only providing a platform for video games and audiobooks, they will not be required to register. So, I mean, I guess you, it's it gets a, a little confusing. Well, it's a it is and as, as Jeff said when we be off the air, if it's written written vaguely and confusing, that's usually in the beneficiary of the person who wrote the law, so they can interpret it as they need it, as they see it as, along. As things change, or as... I mean, this is the government that did freeze bank accounts that people were protesting. So that was a, right. that is a fact. So the CRTC plans to provide a list of all online services that have registered with them on their website. Uh, registry with the CRTC applies to not just those living and creating in Canada, but also foreign and online streaming services that are accessible to users in Canada, which is what we were just talking right. about. So, so our podcast is accessible thirty different apps, but all the all that accessibility starts with Podbean. That's where we hosted. They helped us link to right. everything, including Apple Podcasts, which is the number one downloader, closely followed now by Spotify. Uh, since Spotify bought Anchor. So Anchor used to, you used to be able to get on Anchor. It was free to do your podcast. Didn't, they didn't charge you for hosting. So Spotify gobbled up um, Anchor. It's called Podcaster now. Uh, and I believe they do the same thing. It's free to host there. But they really pushed for advertising. They want you to advertise. They want you to advertise. At the time, Anchor, they wanted you to advertise Anchor. If you remember, uh, Matty Blake's podcast, he'd always do an ad in there for Anchor. Right, right. So, I mean, it's just, to me, I don't see, I don't see what they're, in, what the government's intent is. And it's not real clear in what's information. Control. Well, uh, it's yeah, control. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, it's pretty clear to me what their intent is. Yeah. So, any of our Canadian listeners, and there's a bunch of them, uh, drop us a line at podcast at cross the line 1524 
or on Facebook. We've got our Facebook, Cross the Line 1524, and let you let us know what you think about this and what you know about it. Uh, we're, we're a bunch of freaking Yankees down here. We don't know what's going on up there. Yeah, I mean, we're just reading what we read, and, you know, you you, you can only go so far with that. So tell us what's what's happening or what you think and what you hear up there. So so kind of the while we're on the topic of this kind of stuff, so we talked about how Spotify makes their money Podbean makes their money so like youtube i mean i'm i don't get into youtube very much and i certainly i'm you know i don't put anything on youtube i certainly see videos on youtube so how does youtube make their money advertising okay yeah and and now and then if you're a big if you're a youtuber big enough if you have over a thousand if you have if you have over a thousand followers they pay you for your content okay on YouTube. YouTube. YouTube, isn't it out? Isn't it just followers, but it's out, it's co- hours of content or something I too? Don't, I don't know. Yeah, it used to be because I had a video one time that sort of went viral, and I got an email: "Hey, we're gonna, your video is going to go paid or whatever." And then they changed their format and it never. Yeah, did I, I was. So, told, I was so told. I'm kind of curious what kind of video that might. It was the carriage ride, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a it was carriage ride. It was the first day with he my... He was on a carriage going, bow, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> that was the first day with my first day with my Android phone, and we happened to be at the State Fair, and we were recording a ch- carriage. It was uh, six horses pulling. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you telling us. And the, the, carriage, uh, the, the carriage flipped, and I posted it. It ended up on like three or four news stations. They had like the State Fair Queen on the it. The State Fair Queen. The rules to the State Fair Queen got changed because of that accident. I mean, there was a lot of... Lot of she was like that. 17 she right, was 17 something. couldn't sign a consent now they have to be 18 so they can consign a consent in case they get hurt but yeah three or four news stations used it and you know but yeah but now i've heard it's it's partly it's users or uh, subscribers and also hours of content um, yeah i, I don't viewed. know don't know because that's why so many people have like 15 minutes of just total bs at the beginning of their videos because even if you fast forward through it, it counts towards the hour, but they've got that hour of content out there. So they got five minutes information and 55 minutes of totally useless uh, stuff, but it's there. So, so what you guys got? So Halloween's coming up here. You guys got any big Halloween plans? I think we're going to be down at Metamore, aren't we? Yeah. So Halloween is this uh, gets celebrated the Saturday. So first of all, the Haunted Village starts. Uh, the second weekend in October, so it's every Friday and Saturday. Goes runs from uh, five o'clock at night to ten o'clock at night. Holy cow! I'm, uh, two nights in a row, I'm have step to past oh, ten. That means you ain't gonna be getting home till almost eleven. I know. You gonna call me and I'll talk you home. I guess. <laughs> so, um, so the whole town decorates. They do a hayride through town, and then there's different tours. They take them through the town. Going to be pretty wild. So we're de- decorating up the sap bucket. That, that, that well, haunted village is really cool. Yeah. We, well, we, we used were, to be part of that. We were enlightened by someone at this bar that there was a special costume and wanted to know where the party was. So there you go. We're going to have to set up a time to see this special costume. <laughs> yeah. So, so when is this again? So Halloween is the 20... They celebrate Halloween down there the, the last Saturday of the month, whatever Okay, that so is. that's the 28th. Yeah, so that's when trick-or-treat is. So the Hunter Village is every weekend prior to that. Okay. 
So maybe uh, that's the weekend we do our Halloween party uh, for ourselves and just kind of hang out. Hang out still down there. having the uh, haunted train? Haunted train goes on Friday and Saturday nights. That, that's cool, too. So we got all kind of things to do. Well, Mike and I have our class reunion. We do. On, the, on that Saturday. That's right. We Are we supposed to dress up funky or something? Or? I well, dress like of. you could dress like old guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. They, hey, they don't even have to go out and get a costume. Oh man! That's what I'm going to do. Oh, so <laughs> scary would be put you know, on Franklin County. So here, so for you two, for you two guys, just to put this in perspective, is because of knowing what me and Mike's year is. You know, next year, you guys forty. Yeah, fortieth. Fortieth reunion. We're already working on that. We're already, yeah, we're working on it. I'm just proud I've made it this far. No, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. <laughs> the crap we did when we were in high school. Who would yeah. ever thought forty <laughs> years from now you and I'd be sitting in the bar doing this? Yeah, really? Yeah. You don't yeah. think about that. Oh, I know. Yeah, no kidding. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> April twelve. I Good never thought I would have thought I'd hear that. Yeah, you too, Dodie. <laughs> 40 years next year oh man it's yeah. been a great it's been a good time it has it's been great so yeah i invite anybody down to metamore it's a great time the train the hunter trains going on hunter village is going on and trick-or-treats at last saturday and uh so i don't know when is this podcast coming out so not this week the week following so okay, the sec- so second this, week it's going to come out after uh canal days canal days yeah. yes yeah yeah, the one prior we should have talked about Canal Days. I didn't. Well, yeah, it still can, would have been at, over. Yeah, yeah, it still would have been Canal Days was this weekend. Yeah. yeah, we should maybe. I mean, I know you're going to be busy a second to think. Maybe we ought to try to record something down there. We're going to try. I think I. That I might be we, fun. We, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. That might be a fun time. Reuben up in the pink house. Up in. The <laughs> <laughs> we can't even get Reuben here. Wait a minute, wait a hey Reuben, you going to be at the pink house? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All you see is assholes and elbows out the door. We could have made a fortune. Can't see his head because he ain't got no neck. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ruth. He ain't even here and he's having a rough time. We could have made a fortune with that, though. We still have that opportunity. Good deal. So anything else you guys want to talk about before we sign off here? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so we crossed the line, 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bishaw, Jeff Montag, Mike Gardner, Scotty Bourbon. Table 12. We'll see y'all next time. Hey, friends, it's your old buddy, Rick Garrett. Each week, I have the pleasure of hosting the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, where we look at the people, places, and events that make Franklin County such an amazing place to work, visit, or live. Join us each week on the Experience Franklin County, Indiana podcast, available on your favorite podcast provider. Are you tired of hearing the same old songs over and over on the radio? Every single hour, the same tune? Well, it's time for something different. Check out Hometown Radio USA, the best independent music, hits from yesterday, hits from today, podcasts, and so much more. Hometown Radio USA, you can find it on the web at www.hometownradiousa.com or at the App Store or on Google Play. Hometown Radio USA, reimagining radio and coming to you in your hometown.
You've been listening to Cross the Line 1524 with all the guys, whether we're at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy or out on the road. You know we always have a great time. Hey, check out our webpage at www.crossthline1524.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. Check out Podcast 1524 on Twitter and Cross the Line 15 24 on Facebook. Give me one before you kick me out the door.